Welcome to a new episode of La Magica. I'm joined today by uh, Luca Maurelli and James Wasp. Me, myself, I'm Imran. I've been here before. Last time I had also with me James and Luca. And uh, so far we have put uh, quite interesting weeks uh, behind us. As a Romanista, they're always interesting, filled with a lot of uh, ongoing happenings. But now it's for some it's getting out of control. So I guess we should just get at it. Uh, we can start with the Livorno game, first game of the season. Then we can move on to the Mercato. A lot of things have been going on there. And uh, also we can touch upon the, the topic about ownership, which have been discussed quite frequently lately. And they have come under some criticism. And then at the end we can look at the game which is coming in during the weekend against Verona. So let's get at it. Guys. Livorno game, what do you think? Luca, I can start with you. Yeah, hi everyone and uh, thanks for having me here. <clears throat> um, about the game, of course, we hadn't won the first uh, opening game in a long time. So it was good to start off with a win, finally. But to every mm, judgment, I would wait, maybe, just because... Uh, I was reading uh, the Livorno team that played against us uh, had uh, six or seven, I think, players that were starters uh, last year for their team. Uh, and last year, they, they sort of surprised everybody by coming to Serie A. So, I mean, Livorno, that Livorno team, if, if they don't get six or seven proper Serie A experienced players... I think they're going to get relegated uh, by probably February or March, pretty much like Pescara. So I, I wouldn't really give any judgment. Um, but then again, it was obviously good to, to start off with a win. So that, that is a good point. But, you know, take the three I mean, considering the if you look at the previous seasons, you know, I mean, you know, starting with the first game, did you notice any difference? I mean, in terms of you know, like the style of play, I mean, you know. Uh, well, the, the good news is that it seems that already um, they're doing what, what the manager wants, it seems. Um, I think uh, Garcia is, is, is doing a pretty good job um, in, in sort of um, making the team um, believe in what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's which the thing that maybe with Zeman, uh, it didn't really work out. The, the, some of the players maybe did not really fully believe on following the manager. Instead, it seems that with Garcia, um, all of the players are pretty much convinced about what they're doing. Um, so I think that that's pretty good. Um, but then again, I mean, against Livorno, we should have won and we should have had no sort of problem whatsoever. So again, I would also wait. Even the next game is um, is going to be a test because Verona beat Milan last week. So yes, 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 that's true. Uh, so I think, of course, again, it was good to start off with a win finally. So I'll take the three points and we take one game at a time. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get back to that uh, thing about you know believing in the coach because we had. We had uh, Luis Enrique also, you know, where the players actually kind of really believed in his project, but it didn't go quite as planned. So, uh, uh, to turn over to you, James, what do you think about the game? How did it go? Well, I think um, throughout the whole game, one of the, the big refreshing changes that has been mentioned elsewhere is that we played a very strong game in defence. We didn't really 
we ran virtually no risks of conceding a goal. Uh, the main problem was whether we would score one or not and get a nil-nil draw or I managed to win the game. And I think the, the important thing was changing the substitution, really taking Borriello out because it didn't, the attack didn't fit together and function well yeah. in the first half. It was mainly long-range shooting. Uh, Totti's very good shot um, near half-time. And things actually clicked much better. in this. Although it was, of course, a long-range shot that gave us the lead, it was, um, nevertheless, the attack functioned better in the second half. And it was a good move, missed by the cameraman, nearly, that led to Florenzi's uh, second goal. And, and um, there were some really good performances by some of the new players, particularly Mycon, who I think most people would say was pretty dominant on the right-hand side. Um, so, and I think Jovino made a, a fair contribution when he came on. So, um, and the two, and uh, Benatia looked pretty good in central defence. So, um I think it, although I can't help thinking that a lot of my suspicions over the course of this transfer market came, we saw some of them in that game. We've become a bit more of a stodgy, strong, orthodox sort of Serie A type team and less of a, uh, less of the type of team that Baldini tried to or dreamed of creating a more like um, uh, perhaps sophisticated European modern contemporary European type team. Well, let's, let's get back to the Mercato, you know, later, just to, I mean, go deeper into the Livorno game. You know, like you guys are saying, it was, uh, it was good to start off with a win, and, um, and uh, like you mentioned, James, you know, what I, what I noticed, you know, like from, from actually the, one of the first, pre- um, first uh, few pre- pre-season games was that, uh, compare, if you compare it to the, Pieces we had with Zeman last year. I mean, just to have a comparison there, you know, with Zeman we played against El Salvador. I remember, you know, we played against other rather weak teams. And you know, the, the the difference I noticed instantly was that with Rudy Garcia, we didn't really concede too many chances. I mean, you know, it was tight and compact behind, and it, it was it was as if you know they had total control of what they were doing. There was no confusion. There were no like. Uh, you know, there's insecurity in defense. Nothing. You know, like they were like a proper system. You know, like the defensive structure was properly working, and uh, that was one of the few things that, you know, I noticed when uh, Rudy Garcia came. And you know, we played uh, several games in uh, the preseason. I mean, I wouldn't take the games in uh, in Brunico rather seriously, but you know, over going over to the U.S., we played against the all-star team, you know. I mean, even though it was rather like meeting a pub team, you know, made of a different place, it just tells you something about uh, the, the, the control you have, you know. And, the, and another thing which I will come to is when you lose possession, you know, the, the aggressivity shown in winning back the possession, the regaining the possession, is something quite different from an uh, unorthodox when it comes to Roma and uh, what they are known from from the previous years. And that was also something I noticed. So, I mean, I think uh, we, we are looking... I mean, I, would, I wouldn't get carried away yet. I mean, there are early days. There are a lot to come. But we're looking like a much... Uh, a, a very well-coached team, you know. We have a proper system. And uh, uh, that, that, that is something you, you saw against Livorno. Because usually against these teams, you know, we, we can quite easily get frustrated when, we don't, when things don't go away. And this is something uh, Rudy Garcia told the players, you know, to keep, uh, to keep playing uh, the game. Don't panic, you know, because eventually you will get the chance. And he told them specifically, shoot from long range, because 
otherwise you will just be stagnating against the wall. So take your chances, shoot against, because you know obviously we have several players in the team which can shoot, who can shoot. So uh, that was also part of the plan. And I think, I mean, if that game ha- would have gone on for 10 hours, 12 hours, I, I'm I'm 100 sure. I, I don't think we would have conceded. I mean, I was so sure, I was so confident. And it was just about attack. I mean, sooner or later we would score. So I mean, even even some people they are saying like. It was a boring game, you know, we didn't really play well, the attack sucks. But they're missing uh, a very important point that the defense was so solid. What do you guys think, Luca? Well, what you both said is, is right. Uh, I agree with most of it. Um, but then I remember uh, last year, Pescara Roma, I don't know if you guys remember, and I remember that the, the, the biggest thing we considered in that game was a cross. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, honestly, I would just think that the opposition, like Livorno, is, pro- is one of the weakest teams I can remember in Serie A. I don't, I don't think I, rem- I recall a weakest team than Livorno. Even Pescara last year, I, I would put that on the same level. Yes. So I think that I agree with, with, with the fact that we look uh, better and the players know what they're doing. But again, for example, Maicon did, did, did uh, of course, he looked great. He's great. He will always be great going forward. But then I would like to see him when he's actually tested also at the back. Um, it, that nobody really could do anything against Maicon because Maicon is just scary. <laughs> when, when, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those guys are never going to score, of course. But I think that I'd like to see this team against... Um, better opposition before making a complete judgment. But the, the points you make are right. And I think that that's a good starting point, definitely. Yeah. Because, you know, it, you can uh, instantly see that there is some sort of de- development. I mean, this is the best coach uh, we've had since the Americans took over. I mean, there's no doubt about it in terms of experience, in terms of uh, tactical knowledge, in terms of uh, man management. I mean, he's a much more complete coach, and he's a, and he has. Uh, I mean, uh, although he has won league, one you know, and the cup, uh, he has some experience. He has won trophies. He has coached good players. He has experience with. So this is not a rookie coach is coming, you know. So I mean, and you can see the differences in the environment, you know, and. Uh, so I think it was actually good for him to come during this period because there was a lot of pessimism, you know, not too many expectations, and it could work in favor of him actually because right now uh, they are not actually expecting too much from them. What do you guys think, James? Yeah, I, I do. I agree. Actually, it seems um, certainly after what's happened in the last couple of weeks that the one certainty about the whole squad is Garcia. He, he, he brings, um, he's brought a lot of stability in a very short period of time. And the irony was that we did actually concede a goal in every one of the six friendlies. However, um, despite that, there was definitely, as you say, a sense of stability, um, that the defence functioned well. And um, I, I, I'm ultra confident that Garcia will be, uh, will be successful. Because he seems not not just accomplished tactically, like you said, he's very he's a he's a like very strong character, and that's been one of as we know one of the uh, big problems that coaches have had going way back to 
even to uh, Spalletti's days, you know, problems managing certain players. So, um, for, for these reasons, I think that um, Garcia is like part of that, the added value, if you like, that's something that we've not had before, where we've been reliant on um, perhaps on players more and the coaches not making such an important contribution. I think that would be different. I think the team will be very much fashioned in the in the um, to the ideas of um, Garcia, and I think that as well that as well as playing what I think will be probably because of the perhaps the nature of the players we have a bit more pragmatic style than we perhaps would have liked to if, if Baldini had been here, for example. Um, I think that um, nevertheless we'll play good quality football and and I think successful football. And how about this? You know, we are mentioning this thing about pragmatic approach you know uh, how do you feel about that because you know this Roma was supposed to be all about you know this uh, I wouldn't say total, total culture but you know this fa- uh, fantasy football entertainment everything I think don't you think they have kind of realized now that uh, in order to win in Italy you, you, you have to be pragmatic you cannot run that uh, fantasy football type of dream you can say what do you say Luca? Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I think that that most um, um, of that football idea was uh, Baldini's. When, once he left, um, there was uh, a little more pragmatic uh, uh, director in charge, like Sabatini. Um, and I think that that idea w- was not totally abandoned because uh, from what I've um, heard from friends that follow French football, uh, Garcia was the most uh, enjoyable uh, coach to watch. I mean, his teams were the, um, the they played the better football in France. That's yes, what yes. told no. me. Uh, but at the same time, he, he cares about defending, which is just great because uh, I, I remember when after the friendlies, um, when we conceded the goals, he was quite angry in, in, in the interviews yes. uh, about conceding a goal. So he actually cares about not, not conceding a goal. And that's, something that is just great. I didn't see that sort of feeling uh, in the previous two managers we had. Uh, so that's really promising. Uh, but at the same time, the combination of the team with, with a little more experienced players um, and some young players, um, I like it. Um, so I'm quite confident that we, we do find this year. Because, yeah. you know, you mentioned this about uh, defense, you know, because I, I read that, you know, he... Around 10 years ago, when Benitez was in Valencia, you know, he uh, he's actually a good friend of uh, Rafa Benitez. So he went to Valencia, so he spent some time there studying, actually, Benitez's method, you know, especially in defense. And he actually complimented him also. Uh, he learned a lot from him. And this thing about the defensive uh, approach and, uh, I mean, the importance of defense uh, in football, you know. So I think he's, he's quite... Uh, He's quite, uh, how to say it, he, he knows the importance of it and he's doing everything he can to, to apply, you know, the, the, whatever you can in terms of defensive approach to be successful. And uh, uh, like you say, I, I'm feeling also I'm getting actually quite confident about this. So, uh, so the Livorno game, I mean, like you say, you know, all the Serie B players, they're not, uh, not the most, not the best team to be, to draw conclusions against, uh, but at, at the same, you know, they have the Jorginho. You know, he was actually a quite good player. Should be uh, supposedly 
uh, a dangerous player. And, you know, I think the fact that we we managed to neutralize every threat, you know, and that is something, uh, that is a characteristic of being a, a strong team also. Because, uh, you know, uh, we will get to the Verona game, but, you know, uh, if, you, if you look at Milan, you know, I mean, there's no excuses for them losing against uh, Verona. They should have been tactically much better prepared. And I think they weren't. And on the contrary, uh, Rudy Garcia, he knew exactly what he was doing. And uh, th- that is something I should, I think we should uh, take with us into the next games. What do you think? Yeah, but if, we might, if we may add something. Yes, um, from, from what I uh, think, reading and listening to his words in the preseason, I think he did, uh, he did a lot of... Uh, mental work on the players because I think the players after the last two seasons did not really understand what it meant to actually concede a goal yes. they probably were thinking yeah maybe we'll score and we'll win like I don't know 5-3 or 4-3 but now it seems like the players actually understand that if they concede a goal in Italy the game must could be over because it could end like 1-0 for the opponents uh, so I think that Garcia did a lot of work on the mental, on that mental aspect of um, of the game, uh, and I think he's doing well, uh, as you say. But then again, I'd like to see it against uh, stronger yeah. positions. But I'm confident. I am confident that uh, he'll do fine. Yeah, okay, okay. So moving on to the Mercato. I just made one final point. Yes. Is that- uh, one thing I look for is um, uh, in any team, really, is does the team play in a way that reflects? What does it tell you about the character of the coach? And I think, um, just to pick up on that last point, I think that, that the way we play, or have played, in, particularly in some of the friendlies and, and on last Sunday against Livorno, was like with a real strong winning mentality. We looked like we were really hungry. Hungry for glory, literally. Yeah. And um, and uh, w- w- we're not brittle and would perhaps break um, when we, uh, like you said, when the, with the risk of becoming frustrated and not scoring, and maybe if you like losing a bit of discipline, both yeah. um, uh, to the referee and tactically, but that didn't happen. And that and that is something actually you know that happened uh, not only once, repeatedly under the previous coach. It could it happened several times under Spalletti, you know. I mean, you know, as much as I love Spalletti, you know, I mean, I must admit that it happened. It happened under Ranieri also. I mean, players could get frustrated. But it looks like, you know, this uh, Rudy Garcia, he's more like, you know, taking a total approach, uh, considering all the factors. And he's actually, he's actually d- delivering the message, you know, in, in, in its whole content. And the players seem to be getting at it. And I think it, it, this is very important because, you know, uh, we have a history, you know, of, of getting, you know, a lot of red cards, fouls. And they can see stupid goals because of uh, lack of patience, you know, because we get frustrated. So I mean, but as again, as Luca said, you know, this is something we should say over the over the course of more games, and you know, as as we progress on to the more difficult games. I mean, we have the derby in roughly three weeks, so it will be interesting. So, but like I said, you know, moving on to the mercato, I mean, you know, after what looked like being a calm and you know. uh, and uh, a summer which was going very fine, you know. Suddenly we had uh, the expected sale of Osvaldo, you know. But then all of a sudden there started, you know, circulating rumors about Lamela being uh, on the way to Tottenham. And then we started getting a lot of, you know, uh, these messages. 
where you know fans were they didn't really quite understand what was going on why would they sell Lamela because they had already sold Marquinhos you know who of course you Luca were very mad about will come to that so and then we end up you know, I think you're miss miss um... Uh, you think you're uh, getting the, the wrong look up. Uh, I was okay with Marquinhos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the sale of Marquinhos. No, no, no. I was okay with that. Okay, but, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But anyway, uh, to get to the point, we we end up selling Lamela for 30 million euros plus 5 million in bonus. And, and we, um, we replace him with Adam Ljajic from uh, Fiorentina. And... Uh, so guys, what what do you think about him? Because you know there are so many people out there, they don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't think everyone knows. What, I don't think I even know what's going on. But to, let's try to break it down. Eric Lamela out, Adam Liaich in. Why, Luca? Um, well, let, let let me start by saying that until that uh, operation, like the Lamela sale. Uh, I was in perfect line with, with what the club was doing. Um, with, with Marquinhos sale, like uh, I think that any any defender uh, would not win uh, so many points for your team that um, that you cannot. I mean, the offer for Marquinhos was one that you, you couldn't really turn down after only eight months of Serie A, the, the fourth most expensive defender of all time, I think. Um, I mean, it was just an offer that couldn't be refused, and uh, we, we got Benatia, Strutman, um, yeah, and Maicon at the end of the day with, with that, basically. Uh, so I think that we, we came out winners uh, of that one. Of course, it's sad to see a player go, um, but that, that was the, the beginning of it. But uh, when, when, when Lamela happened, I really didn't know what to think. I was... I think it, I think Lamela was the one player that Roma should have kept and built the team around. I would have almost sold like anyone else rather than him. But then after it happened for 48 hours, I was just shocked and depressed. Um, but then I started thinking um, that I think that if that sort of sale happens in 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 the um, last week of the mercato, I think that the manager probably accepted that uh, he could go. And maybe, we, we know Sabatini likes to work um, without giving too many tips around. So maybe, I don't know, he, he has been talking to Fiorentina for the age for, for a long time. And maybe Garcia said, okay, if Lamela goes and you bring in the age, I'm fine with it. And uh, after that, we also have... 15 plus millions, uh, which I don't know what they're going to do with um, until the, the end for the next few days. Mm. Um, I still am very sad to see Lamela go because I think he's going to be one of the best players in the world in two, three years' time. Uh, but then I can also understand what I think to, to, to end um, what I'm saying is that I think that until we actually have our own stadium, the club pretty much knows that we're not going to be able to fully compete against the other teams. So what they're probably going to do is just buy players and, and probably sell them until then. 
and when Rome actually have more funds and more uh, more revenues from 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 the stadium and so on, then at that point we're probably not going to be uh, selling anymore, and maybe we can start to build a proper winning team then. But I think that even Lamela, uh, if you think about it, it was probably um, something that the club couldn't really afford to turn down. But um, that's. That's what it is, I think. Yeah, because, you know, in the beginning, you know, when we first signed Lamela, he was that summer. I mean, I mean, I remember coming into that summer, he was linked to Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, you know, one of the biggest clubs in, uh, in Europe. And then, uh, I mean, of course, we were kind of fortunate, lucky, because we came in uh, in the right time, you know, to make that offer because River Plate just got relegated. So that transfer, you know, at that time, can be seen as something, you know, we did uh, without actually having the necessary money. But it was just like, you know, one of those times you're saying, you know, this is something you have to just go for because this opportunity won't come along many times. It looked like, because it was that summer our uh, biggest transfer and it was the biggest transfer, including the, you know, the agent fees, everything. I think eventually it came up to 17 million, I mean. And until this uh, day, I think only Strutman has... Uh, has been, you know, more expensive. So, uh, but, you know, coming into it, like you say, you know, it's sad to lose a player. I mean, both of them, like Marquinhos and him, because none of them actually wanted to leave. They were in love with the city, the, you know, the fans and everything. They were having a good time. But then, you know, the club decided that, you know, we need the money. So both of them have to be sacrificed, you know. And uh, uh, we end up with, uh, like you say, we end up with good players. But, you know, there's another point there, you know, because... Like, Last year, when Milan were in the sim- they were in a similar situation. They, they could have they cashed in on Thiago Silva and Ibra, and they didn't really they didn't really reinvest those money wisely. What do you think, James? Well, um, what will I think show what, what what the reason was for selling the Mela that it was financial is because I think at the moment we're sitting on about a balance of plus twenty million. If you deduct how much players on in terms of transfer fees, we've sold, we've bought 20 million euros worth less of players than we've sold. So we're on about plus 20 million at the moment. Okay, but, okay, but before going to that, let's remember that, you know, the first season, you know, uh, there were a lot of challenges, you know, because we had in 2011, uh, we had the oldest squad in Serie A coming into that summer. We had virtually, I mean, very <coughs> few players with uh, a you know, a resale value. We had Menez, which was on, had one year left on his contract. He left for 8 million. We had uh, Vucic, who left the Juventus for 15. I mean, these were basically the only players we had, uh, you know, we could sell. I mean, of course, De Rossi also, but, you know, realistically speaking, because they wanted to keep him. And we lost uh, Maxes on free transfer. So there were a lot of challenges that summer, you know, and they ended up spending, I think, 40, 45 million euros net, you know, in the first season on transfers. And, you know, going into the next season, we spend, uh, I don't have the exact figures, but we spent maybe three, we spent maybe four or five on Marquinhos, uh, another four on Marquinhos, and we paid maybe six, seven for Castan. We paid, uh, let's just consider the Destro Bonini deal as an exchange because it was virtually the same. But, uh, but I suspect that a lot of that was in the industrial plan that the Americans put together when they bought the club. Yes, of uh, course, of course. But, you, but yeah. you have to remember one thing, you know, because the first season, okay, they could have expect, 
accepted failure, you know, because it was, you know, like the new coach and everything. But with Zeman in the second season, they were kind of expecting, you know, to get some... This, that was the season where we were actually supposed to qualify for Europe, you know, get the Champions League. Because now there was a second season, you know, with, with kind of all these investments. And, you know, like, this this cannot go on forever, you know. They, they, they are not sugar daddy. They, they need this money back. And, you know, with the, with the stadium coming up, you know, in... They they want to have it ready in three years. They need to have some sort of I don't know how financials in football work. I'm not so good at it, but I I, I mean I, I cannot see them going to uh, build a stadium. You know, with all these when they when they're not getting any return for all the investment. You know, you know because the club cannot cons, uh, consistently you know keep on underachieving because that's what we do for two seasons. And I think ultimately this uh, summer we are paying for the failures of the last two seasons because, I mean, it couldn't go on forever. We had to get something uh, back. And now, like Luca says, you know, we have to kind of start going in plus, you know. So the, the 20 million we have now uh, doesn't necessarily mean we will spend it because I think these money, these are money we could uh, need to reduce the debt or whatever they're going to do with it. So uh, uh, talking about this, uh, well, you know, this is the key uh, point to understand the Lamella transfer. Yes, of course. Is what but is you know, going to happen to the, no, Okay, let's, let's kill the myth. Let's kill one myth. There's one myth going on there. People are saying that, you know, they're hungry for money. You know, they're going to put cash into their pocket. That's wrong. Oh, no, no, that, no. That's no. wrong. I'm, not, because, I'm suggesting, though, that, that if that 20 million is reinvested into players, uh, so uh, after the last transfer, which was Lajic, if we if they spend the further, <laughs> say, 15 to 20 million, or even around about... 15 million, the figure Luca was talking about, that then renders the the um, Lamella sale really strange because unlike with Marquinhos, where we we while exactly as was said before, we 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 regret it terribly, but but we really did need those funds to to uh, invest elsewhere, and we got some you know two or three excellent players out of that. With the Lamella transfer, it, given the fact that his value was likely to increase. He's got an integral role in the team. I mean, think of it. When was the last time you saw a Roma lineup without Lamella? I mean, I can barely think of it. It was so long ago. He was an integral part of the team. He he's, he represent almost personified so much of what the club was about. And this, you know, under the uh, since the uh, change in ownership a couple of years ago, and it's a real um, setback in so many ways. However, if it was essential for all the reasons that you're talking about, and particularly about the fact that last season when... I mean, there's also the fact, of course, Italy lost the place, the extra place in the Champions League, so it's made it much more difficult But um, in terms of qualifying for the Champions League. But if it's the fact that not just not qualifying for the Champions League, not qualifying for the Europa League, the lack of exposure, then the, the there's the, the year like in transition, moving to a new technical sponsor in Nike next season, the fact that... Um, uh, not getting European football, and um, I think all these things may be. I mean, if if they are the reason why we had to sacrifice Lamella, then as painful as it is, then so be it. You know, that is the reality. You know, the situation. Yeah, like you mentioned, all this. We have to also consider the fact that you know this season, you know, we have uh, no kit sponsor. You know, Nike is valid from next season. Uh, we're losing. Uh, I mean, I mean, I remember the Kappa deal was on maybe six, seven, or eight million euros per season. The the wind we you know with the uh, tele company was also roughly around that. So we're losing uh, potentially. I mean, if we just consider that deal, we're losing maybe 13, 14 million euros. 
uh, th- this season only on not having the sponsors. I mean, if we would have had sponsors, I think it would have been much more. Uh, we we would of course had a much more lucrative contract because we're in a totally different position now, and uh, we could be speaking up to about twenty, you know, twenty twenty million euros uh, mm. loss in not having sponsors. And then again, on top of and that, you keep Lamella. <laughs> yes, you know, uh, and uh, you know there also be question. We will come to that. Why didn't they manage to get a sponsor? You know, but that's another discussion. We will get to that. But speaking about this, uh, on on top of that, you have a lack of Champions League football. You know, you lose potentially 30, 40 million euros there, not having Champions League football. And uh, another thing. Uh, like you say, lack of exposure, not being in the European football. You know, the brand, the so-called brand, is not being exposed. It's not uh, mm. reaching out to the people uh, as it's supposed to be. So you know, it doesn't really help the revenues. So we're losing there also, and uh, the wage budget. Also, you know, you have to think about that also. You know, a lot of these things. Well, there are again, so many factors. You know, it's so difficult to uh, to. Yeah, to because you know there are so many things you can take into so consideration. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it just tells you some of the uh, the challenges. You know, they they face. So all this taking into consideration, I actually understand that uh, it is happening due to the failure of, especially last season, because that was like when they said, you know what, uh, let's bring a a coach who can get something done now. Uh, but it didn't happen. And, you know, they can't afford another season like that. They can't afford another season. That's why they took this road. And I think uh, it tells you something about, you know, uh, the quality of Sabatini who brought these, you know, young players. And now we're sitting there. We, you know, we, we, we kind of, we, uh, we self-finance, you know, finance our own mercato. And I think it's I admirable. Today, exactly the same point that, that it's really testament to the work of Sabatini that we had so many players who we could sell for so much money, yeah. you know, um, and make such a healthy profit. Um, but are we saying then that before that stadium comes in, say, hopefully in a couple of seasons' time, until then we are dependent on Champions League football to basically invest in the team? No, I'm not saying that. I, what I'm saying is that from next season when the Nike deal will be, you know, uh, will take effect and hopefully you know potentially another sponsor will come in place uh, which will give them you know which will be satisfied with then you know already then you have uh, you're one step in the right direction and hopefully if you don't have uh, Champions League you might have Europa League next season which would also be very important for the brand and you know exposure so I think from next season uh the revenues will start increasing. I'm sure of it. I mean, in the next two, three years, it will start, it will have a, a boom-like effect. Uh, but right now, we just have to acknowledge the fact that this summer, you know, these were the sacrifices we had to make. I mean, because this is not like, this is not something, I mean, no club, I mean, no club likes to sell their best players. Why would they? I mean, nobody goes and uh, sells their best player for fun. I mean, this is something you have to do reluctantly. This is something, and Sabatini is, Supposedly, reportedly, very frustrated about this. You know, there are rumors circulating that he might even quit the job because he wasn't even. He, he was very unhappy of selling Lamela. Uh, but is is not the real issue? I think in terms of the the, the people's gripe and, and anger at this situation, that they people think that the Americans should have 
put in, invested fresh money in this transfer market. That's the issue. People, I think people accept all these points that we've discussed and made, but the, the, the issue is, should they have put in fresh investment in order to, um, if not, like, if not, maybe have another heavy transfer market, at least not have to sacrifice Lamella? You know, yeah. if I may say something, like, what I knew from, from the beginning, I wasn't expecting, like, billionaires who, who were splashing out every summer uh, on transfer. I, I wasn't expecting this from uh, when the Americans joined. However, if I was looking for something was sort of like a planification, like a plan that wasn't there before. Uh, and instead, we, we got to the last week of the transfers that we, we sold Lamella then. It, it just looked a little bit like confusion as if like they really were sure that they were going to get Champions League uh, for the first two seasons and then they found out after this summer that they didn't and it, and it sort of feels like they did not really consider this as an option so like whatever plan they had it was they were almost sure that they were going to get European football no they didn't and it turns out that we had to sell the players Well, I think the perception, the general perception, is even worse than that because it looks like, it, despite the fact that Palotta did say, and now it's really like uh, uh, painful to think about it, but he did say, if you remember, not so long ago, uh, just on the eve of the game against MLS All-Stars in Dallas in July, um, nobody, everybody's on the market. Do you remember that comment? Everybody's on the market. And I think that was like a little bit, um, there, there was some reports about that and people were a bit of disquiet, but... It was something that you didn't really think too much about. But now, of course, it looks <laughs> look, looks really uh, like he was preparing us for something. But I think the fact is that it looks like the perception is that that things changed like almost two-thirds of the way through the transfer market. And yeah, I, I mean, think that, what, that what, is what, the what, thing, you know, there's some, what, what people are confused about is the timing, you know, the timing of the... Uh, transfer, uh, transfer of the Lamela that is that is really the big deal here you know the timing you know one, like you say one week before the Mercato closes you know don't you think uh, Tottenham would have been interested before they would have probably sold uh, Bale before also if he, if he, if he were, was coming down to this so well they still haven't sold Bale so I don't know about that I mean uh, but he will go entertain the possibility that maybe there weren't offers up to that point because a lot of transfers Uh, as we can see now, are done in, in recent years, particularly in the last fortnight, week, well, you of know, the, even foot, transfers. Well, you know, football doesn't really work that way. You know, it doesn't. You don't really, really have to have an offer on board. You know, to to sell there. You know, there are contacts between in the football. I mean, I think I'm sure uh, Sabatini. I mean, he's getting maybe 50 to 100 calls every day. He's having contact with people hmm. from you know South America to Russia about football. He knows. And, and the people he's in touch with, they know uh, whether he would be willing to sell Lamela or not. You know, ultimately, it's always the other club that has to make the offer. Finally, I mean, he can't yes. sell him with an offer. Of course, But I'm just saying that could be a potential explanation because this is the point that everybody is perplexed about. Why now? If it was done in June or July, and there was a big offer came in from Barcelona or Real Madrid or Paris Saint Germain, like there was for Marcos, it's kind of more natural and more acceptable. You know, Lamella gets a big contract, we get a big, 
healthy profit. Um, but Lamella's not. Okay, how, how if I suggest is that how if I suggest that it could be linked to the time, you know, like to the timing uh, of the the breakdown of negotiations, you know, with Ljajic and his Fiorentina contract. You know, as soon as they realize, listen, here's a guy who could potentially replace Lamella for you know one third of the price. He's available. We can go get it for 11 million euros, and. Uh, and I think that could be the that that could have been the turning point. What do you think, Luca? That, that, that if this is the case, and if Sabatini goes to Garcia and says, "Look, there's this option. Um, we don't need to sell Lamela, but maybe it will help the club, and and but we can get the replacement in Liage, uh which costs who costs um, 18 millions less. Now this would be the best case scenario because this would mean that actually the director has agreed to give. Um, a lot of importance to the manager that maybe last year th- this didn't happen. Like maybe Zeman, like for example, I remember when Toro Cities uh, was introduced, Sabatini said like, yeah, Zeman didn't like this player, but we need, so I told him that we needed him. I mean, that's not how you build a football team. Like a manager yeah. must say, I need this player, I want this player, and I don't want this other player. So that would be the best case scenario like Sabatini goes to Garcia and says okay I can sell Lamela and I can get you the Aish. what do you say and he said yes so that we, we of course are probably never gonna know if this is how it went so, so if it, that, this would be the best case scenario in my opinion so if that is the, if that case is indeed what happened then the rumors circulating about Sabatini being you know furious about Having to having been forced to sell Lamela, we can just squash those rumors. Then, don't you think? Well, I mean, honestly, I think that he did not like to sell Lamela. Like, um, I think if there was one player that Sabalini would have never sold, it was Lamela. But um, I don't know. You never know. I I don't know about what to say about these rumors. I mean, these rumors are just. Like, I don't know, about Liaj, for example, I heard, yeah, there's 20% to Fiorentina, there's a buyout clause here, then I've heard anything possible in Rome, just, I don't know, I don't know who to trust. It's much more simple than that, and Sabatini does what his employers want him to do, and even if he regrets selling him, I think Garcia regrets selling him, because Garcia said on, uh, on his press conference before the Livorno game, he'd soon prefer to keep him, but economic choices, I mean, actually, Garcia has been the most explicit person in this because he said economic choices sometimes come before technical ones mm-hmm. so um yeah but i mean even about sorry for interrupting but quickly even with osvaldo he always said yeah i would love for him to stay here but i mean everyone knew that he was on the market and that he had to go so imagine if also the manager said oh no we need to get rid of him like you would have sold him for peanuts yeah so I i'm not really put that much into what the manager says because the manager also works for the club and if the club is in agreement with the manager the manager would probably say something that maybe he doesn't 100% fully believes in um, but he just says it to to help the situation you know he did say crucially he did say in that press conference that we are being forced to sell him so it wasn't like he was saying um, oh I want to keep him and that's the end of it he was saying See, he, he was just basically confirming the reality you know, which we was talking which we are talking about mm. so but what do you think about the mercato now you know we're coming to end there are a couple of days left what needs to be done luca um, well, what, is, what is the squad lacking i mean wh- wh- where do we go from here 
Well, everywhere, I sort of have a different opinion um, about almost everything, um, reading and listening to, to what other people are saying. Uh, everyone say, oh, we, we need a striker that then scores Osvaldo's goals. Uh, well, what I say is that that striker we already have, and he's currently injured, is Destro. Um, in this style of play, I think that Totti is probably better as a as a, um, let's say, false nine or striker in a way, because I think that Garcia needs the wingers, yeah? He needs, like, people that attack the space and so on. So I would probably get another winger if a good opportunity come, came along so that we had um, Liaic, Gervinho, Florenzi, um, and, and another one, maybe, because I see Totti as a... Um, striker in this system then of course it, it, Boriello is, is a problem as he's always been but in my opinion to pay half of his salary wherever he goes and, and, and to loan him for free to another team for me it's madness because uh, his contract expires in two years so basically by doing that this year you, you're automatically up for doing that again next year as well so, I mean, if you need to pay him half of his salary this year and next year to play elsewhere, I'd rather keep him, in my opinion. Uh, and, and I would get a defender, um, a more suitable defender to, to play with, with Benatia. Um, I like Castan as a, probably a backup to, to Benatia. Um, so I would probably get rid of Burdisso if possible um, because of his salary and because I don't think it's that great anymore. But how realistic uh, is that? It's probably not. <laughs> but, um, like I said, I don't know what they intend to do with, with this money, but rather than go for a striker, I mean, if you get, like, I don't know, Dembaba on like a free loan, I think Dembaba is great. Okay. If you get Dembaba for free uh, with an option to buy, yeah, go for it. But uh, given the fact that I see Totti as a striker, I'd rather go for another winger. Um, and, and probably a defender, uh, one that can play the ball a bit better than both Benatia and Castan, because I think that Garcia, he wants a defender that, that can actually play the ball um, to start the play, I think, uh, from, from the little that I know. Pretty much but, like Adil Rami he had in Lille. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would probably get a defender and another winger if, if the money um, allows that. Okay. If not, I'll probably concentrate on, uh, on a defender rather than, uh, than in attack. In attack, I would stay like, like, like we are okay. if we cannot get rid of Borriello. And by get rid of him, I mean actually even sell him for free, yeah. but like get, get properly rid of him. If you have to pay him to play elsewhere, for me, it's madness. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, James? Well, um, the problem with getting another central defender is we've already got five. So we'd have to, presumably, in that case, loan out maybe uh, Romagnoli or something just to relieve some space. Is that the thing? Yeah, I would probably do that. And I would probably, if I can sell, uh, I mean, give him for free Burdisso, I would do that. If he doesn't, maybe I could consider sacrifice Castan to get another defender, I think. I think Castan's fairly decent technique, though, isn't he? He's not um, lacking too much, technically. Uh, I think he can... I think if we were in Europe, it, we'd have real difficulties playing with Castan and Benatia together. But in Serie A, 
I think we can make, we could um, cope with, um, with those two as the main pairing in central defence. Um, I. You are not a big fan of Totti playing as centre words, a centre striker. Not really, so. no, because I think it, in to, I think if our plan is to play with Destro as a box striker, why would we then switch to playing with nobody in the centre? I mean, the role of the wingers would then change with a false nine. They'd have to um, take on much more box, you know, be more present in the penalty area rather than supplying the passes and crosses and assists to the central striker, making the runs in the penalty area to score. But, so, that's, but that's, I mean, to interrupt you there, that's what they're doing. That's what uh, uh, Rudy Garcia's players do from the wing. I mean, you had Ezen Hazard, Gervinho, I mean, they both scored. I mean, Gervinho, I remember he scored maybe 13 or 14 league goals before he went to Arsenal as a winger. So, I mean, he's a, he's a guy who likes to cut in and then, you know, create danger from there. And I think that's the ideal thing to do with uh, Ljajic and uh, Gervinho from start. So, playing Totti... So, where does Destro come in there? Yeah, but with Destro coming in, he will play the striker. And then you will fit, you know, Totti... Mm. Yeah, you know, you could play him as a, a, a right or left, you know. It, it could come to, but it all depends on that situation, you know. But then again, I mean, I, I don't think we'll be seeing Destro for quite some time. I think he will need rest for at least three months now because of his... His injury, and he was told by a specialist to have total, complete rest. Otherwise, he might risk not playing football again ever. So, we have mm. to give him some time. And due to that, I think uh, we shouldn't spend uh, any money on permanent transfers. Especially, I think we're fine in defense. Uh, I don't want to loan out Romagnoli. I think if we loan him out, he will just be wasted, like um, all other talents we've lost, loaned out. I think this is a guy who has. Uh, who's really talented and uh, I would like to give him some chance you know in Coppa Italia and in some Serie A games where you have rather comfortable lead so you know introduce him here and there uh, that's what I would look to do because or otherwise I would loan him to a club outside Serie A who can actually promise him playing time but not this business with loaning out to Serie B and you know they just I mean you will. They will just end up being loaned three, four times, and then just their whole talent is washed away. So what I would look to do is that, of course, pending uh, Boriolo's departure, I would wait for that because I don't think we can do anything in attack before he leaves. And then I would, I would look to sign uh, a player on loan. I mean, I wouldn't sign anyone on permanent transfer there, simply because, like you say, just with the man we should go for. So I would, I would sign. Pro- I mean. Dembaba, for example, have him on loan, free loan. I think it would be perfect because he could fill that role. He could, you know, ease the pressure in attack. And then uh, when Destro is back, his job is over. Because I don't want to do it. You know, we we can't do this Boriello uh, thing again. And that's why I wasn't keen on uh, uh, buying Matri, even even though we would have gotten him from uh, uh, Juventus for cheap. But now again, he didn't go that cheap anyway. So. Uh, my, uh, to close the Mercato, what I would do would be to loan a striker, and uh, then I, I think we're there. Because, you know, uh, given the financial situation, I don't think we can do much more. So the 20 million, whatever we have in the kitty, I think it will go to the so-called Plus Valenza thing, you know. So, uh, And uh, talking about wingers again, I think we should stay with Caprari. He has 
he kind of impressed me in some of the preseason games. And I think working with Rudy Garcia, he can get, he can find the right, you know, if he gets the right time, space, he can uh, become uh, rather decent or good squad player. Uh, I well, mean, especially I, as well as Florenzi seems to be quite effective. So that really, that gives you players who can play on the sides. You've got Jovinho, Lajic, Totti, uh, Florenzi and possibly Caprari. That should be ample, really, just for 38 Serie A games plus Coppa Italia. Yeah. So, I mean, to sum up, what, do you, what is your... What are you guys' conclusions about the Mercato? 1 to 10, Luca, what do you give? <laughs> well, um, if you got me um, the day we saw Lamella, I would have said probably 4. <laughs> But no, um, after I thought about it, um, I'll probably go for 7, 7 or 10. Okay, James? Well, I'm looking at a picture of Lamella in a Tottenham shirt here, so I could also go for four, like Luca. <laughs> But uh, if I if I minimise that window, I would say uh, six and a half, because I think we lost really important players, and I don't think so. I mean, excluding the financial considerations, the actual how we come out of it, we come out of it pretty well. But nevertheless, we lost some really important players. So I would say six and a half. Okay, I, I would say seven. I mean, I think the importance of the transfer of Strutman will be very important. I think in midfield we will be, we will just own the midfield. I think, especially you know, the uh, I think there's something we will notice which will be very characteristic for our midfield is that uh, the effort which will be put in the aggressive, you know, the aggressive approach to regain possession, and especially with Strutman who is, I mean, exceptional in that part of uh, his game. Uh, so I think, yeah, I will give it 7-2. I mean, it was shame about losing uh, a couple of play players, but this is the reality. I mean, of course, taking all into consideration, 7. We sort of agreed then. Yeah. yeah, we're more or less on the, on the same line. So, uh, talking about the future... Uh, Prospects for the season? Yes, so... I mean, we said earlier, let's go to the uh, Verona game. I mean, I remember last time we faced Verona, it was, I mean, 12 years ago. It was when, uh, it was in 2001-2002, we played Verona, uh, especially at Olympico. We were 2-0 down. Mm -hmm. I remember Mutu scored twice, you, might you guys might remember. And then in the second half, we scored three goals. With, I mean, yeah, was, Cassano it, scored a sensational goal. Yeah, Cassano. Was after, in the end. And then Batistuta in the, yeah, in the yeah. end. And then we won. And Verona got relegated that season. And since then, they've kind of stayed there. I mean, almost got relegated to Serie C2 also at one point. Giannini tried to get them back to Serie B. Serie I even didn't work so well. So, guys, Verona on uh, Sunday. What do you think? Luca? Um, I think it would be a proper test because Verona um, seems to do well what we struggled uh, with in the past couple of seasons and that is uh, good defending and then start the play really quickly and effectively. So I think that um, it's going to be a tough game. Generally what, what I've noticed is that these teams also start the season, they do some sort of pre-season Um, pointed to win as many points as possible early to get out of the trouble. So maybe they're also like a bit fitter. Uh, I saw them against Milan and they were running a lot. Like Romulo was impressive. He ran 
like crazy in the game. Even Tony, he, he ran a lot. Mm. Um, so it would be difficult, but I mean, I'm confident that we do. Um, Strutman comes in, yeah. and um, yeah, uh, we'll, win, we'll win uh, 2 nil again. 2 nil, James? Yeah, I think more of the same. I think we'll be solid, secure. I think we'll have uh, more difficulty, like Lucas said, against Verona. But I think it'll be a solid, secure, probably 1-0, 2 2-0 win, something like that. Pretty economical, but I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll be, have maximum points going into the break. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm thinking more or less the same. I, quite, I mean, a bit worried about Luca Toni's, you know, uh, quality in the aerial duels, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how good they uh, will take care of, I'm sure Rudy Garcia will be aware of the threat, I mean, having seen them against Milan, so I think he will do something there, so I think if we, if we restrict him and uh, uh, control the midfield, uh, which I expect us to do, then I think uh, we will, uh, we will, we should have a comfortable game, I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't see why I cannot see how uh, they should be able to frustrate us. But then again, Roma full of surprises. Anything can happen. So, so we'll see. So, guys, we'll to go over to the... <laughs> yeah. But now let's go over to the questions. You know, we got some questions from our guys here. Start off with uh, Richard. He asked rumors of Sabatini quitting. Should he go? Let's keep it brief. Luca, um, I'm I'm okay with somebody uh, getting players uh, in agreement with the coach. I, I'd be really happy if he stays and does that. But if he has to, every time I, I I heard a press conference of him in the past where he had to make decisions, he was just terrible. He was he handled the situations terribly. So if he stays as a sport director. I'm fine if he has more uh, power. Um, I think he should go. Okay, James. No, keep him definitely. Particularly with the stadium coming on stream shortly. If 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 budget is even if the Champions League we get the Champions League, if the budget is stretched a bit, he's the man to find talent at a good price. So definitely keep him. Yeah, me too. I'm happy. Uh, so far, I think he's done a decent job. I mean, he's not perfect. He made. Uh, mistakes too, but I think he's the man to go with to stick with right now. Okay, the question is: Is it hypocritical to accept large bids for Coco Marcos and reject 30 million for Bradley just because he's American? What do you guys Sorry. think? Th- 30 millions for Bradley? 13. Oh, 13. Yes. Well, did they actually receive that bid? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think they received that bid. That that was I think that was the valuation of. Uh, I mean that was what Roma mm, valued him at. But let's let's just. Uh, I mean it, I mean it's a question we you know which is a difficult one because we don't really know if that bid really came. But if it came, would you have sold him? Or do you? Absolutely. Okay, well, let, let's let, let's put it like this. Do you think Roma are keeping Bradley just because he's American? Because that's actually the question here. No, I don't think so. I think Bradley is one of the most underrated players in our team. Yeah. I think he's very useful. Uh, I think the player that every manager likes to have in his team because he's so useful. Uh, of course, in the last 30 meters, 
of play is, well, I don't want to say a disaster, but he often makes mistakes. But if he was good, even in that part of play, he would be one of the best midfielders uh, in Europe, uh, I think. Um, so I don't think so. And I actually think that if uh, a bid came for that amount, um, I think that would have probably sold him. I think um, that that bid probably was did not get there. But... Um, I don't think they're keeping him just because he's American, no. Okay, James? No, I don't either. And I speak to someone who was opposed to, to buying Bradley last year, yeah. but now I agree completely um, that he's a, a use, very useful player and um, I'm happy to keep him. I mean, obviously, if an offer like that came in, definitely take it at least into consideration, probably would sell, but I'm very happy to have him in the squad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question from Jeffrey. Considering the players that have gone and the ones that have been brought in, do you think the squad is stronger or weaker? Luca, stronger or weaker? One word. That's a good question. Um, I'd say stronger. That's why I gave um, a higher than 6 out of 10 uh, vote for Dobro Mercato. Okay. Uh, I mean, anything could happen in these last days, but as of now, I think stronger. Okay. James? I would say, on balance, yeah, I would also say stronger, more complete, more balanced, better midfield, um, probably probably a better defence, just, and, um, uh, yeah, so I would say, yeah, definitely uh, stronger overall, and if you add the Garcia factor in as well, then definitely, probably considerably stronger. Okay, so this is the best team that we have had under the American side. Well, in, in, uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, next question. Uh, from Danny Missoni. Maybe you could slip a little discussion about Rudy Garcia's five-man council, council, who he uses to mediate between player management. I think this, this is a, a topic uh, uh, which, you know, Rudy Garcia himself that said that he's not really ready with the players yet. So I think we can, we can just wait with that one. Uh Okay, from Chris saying why we should shouldn't consider the the Rossi offer from Man United. Luca. Uh, well, um, I think that the, the Roma would would like to offload Rossi's wages. So the, it, I think that is the player turning down the offer. But I think the Roma would happily sell uh, him to Man United or to other offers. Uh, 10, 12 millions. That's that's my opinion. Okay. James? Well, I don't know if the offer is official or was actually made. But Let's consider it's official then. 12 million euros. Uh, I, well, I would definitely sell for that kind of money, particularly because it, it results in <coughs> savings in, uh, you know, and one of the objectives is to, you know, reduce the wages and pay more for players, transfer fees, but reduce the wages. So, um, yeah, I would definitely have sold. But. I'm actually quite sure that the club would have loved to, to sell De Rossi instead of Lomella. I'm, I'm pretty sure of this. Yeah, I, I, thought, I would have thought the same, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, from Matthias, uh, your perception on the American owners after this Mercato? They're businessmen. They're not here to throw away money. Um, they're, they're done a lot of good things like the communication and so on the team is even if some questionable buys and sells have been done the but team that, is probably but stronger blame, year cannot, after year yeah you cannot blame them for the transfers and everything like that because that's mm. up to the other guys 
What do you think? What do you mean by that? Sorry, because I, I mean this is the, the the owners are the ones that renewed the Rossi's contract at that sort of wages that are clearly uh, off. Yes, that. So, that's... I mean, if if you do that, and then you need to sell Lamela because you did that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that, yeah, so that that's what I meant. But um, I think year after year we're having a stronger team. So I still have faith. Um, the dream as what I was when when they came in two years ago is probably uh, dead after the, this this sales of like um, the best players. But they're investing again to to get the team uh, better and competitive. So I'm okay with them. Okay. Uh, there's one here from. Can I just say, in relation to that, yes. uh, uh, question that what is crucial to me is having actually a project that can build something sustainable, because um, uh, this has been clearly lacked for so long, um, where we've had like literally ends of most seasons, like most clubs do around the world. You know, you do your transfer and then you see how the season goes. Not really a programmed long-term project, and that's what we're hopefully. Um, in the infancy of, with, as we've been talking about, or, or the theme of this podcast has been better merchandising operations, increased branding to increase the merchandising sales and sponsorship values, a new stadium coming on in a year or two or three. So um, all that, really, when you look at the overall um, strategy, it's, it's something we've really never had before. And I'm as long as that stays all uh, valid and continues to progress, I I remain very committed to them. Okay, uh, another question here from Simon. He asks, who will be missed most from our summer sales? Luca. Uh, Lamella. James. Lamella. I think Lamella too. And uh, this is not really a question, but let me ask you: Who will be the best signing of the summer? Um, shall I go first? Uh, consider what well, we paid for him and um, what is going to turn out. Uh, probably Michael. Okay, Luke, uh, James. I think Strutman. Really impressed. Really impressed with Strutman so far. Looks a really nice midfielder, complete midfielder, and I think he'll really improve an area of the team that struggled in the last couple of years, and I think will really benefit from Strutman. Uh, well, we absolutely will. I think it's just like we were sort of expecting him to do that since it was yeah. quite expensive. Uh, I just think like Mykon on a free where people thought he was finished. Uh, I mean, Mykon is from 1981, so he's 32. It's not like he's 37. Yeah. Uh, I think we got a gem of a player there and completely motivated. So we got him for free. So I think it's absolute bargain there. Ah, so you say that Strutman uh, is definitely the best signing, but yeah, Icon is, is the surprise of the summer then. Yeah, I mean, Strutman, we were expecting him to deliver already because we paid so much for him. Yeah, um, yeah. just to clarify. Of course, I'm really happy, delighted we got him. Yeah, yeah. I think also I'm, I'm thinking more or less the same. I think Strutman is definitely the best player signing, you know, for ages actually. And... Uh, Mikon could be the bargain of the summer, you know, where the guy who you didn't expect that much from, but who will continue to deliver. That's right. Yeah. So, 
So guys, I think that's all we had for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Luca, for uh, joining me. And thank you also, James. It was nice discussing with you. I hope all the listeners enjoyed as well. Any feedback, please give us. And I hope you listen to us again. Thank you very much. Forza Thanks Roma. for having me. Thanks. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao.